40-ish years ago, I was what you would have called an unruly child, or the class clown. And my report card always showed plenty of needs improvement markings. In hindsight, I probably had ADHD. But instead of self-diagnosing, I'll bring that up with Dr. Shireen Alavian, a pediatrician with Wake Med Children's in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Wake Med Voices, the podcast from Wake Med Health and Hospitals. I'm Evo Terra. Dr. Alavian, how do you diagnose ADHD as a medical condition for these kids, as opposed to just being a rambunctious child? You know, there are a couple of things that we look at when we're considering the diagnosis of ADHD, Um, because it's true. There are kids out there that just have a lot of energy, sometimes get easily distracted. Um, There are a couple of things that the most important things to consider are, how are these symptoms affecting your child's function? Um, So are they... Um, so hyperactive to the point that they cannot sit still in school um, where they're able to learn, that they're constantly getting up out of their chair, they're not listening to the teacher, um, or are they so distracted that every time the teacher starts to talk or they sit down to take a test, they kind of move off and are focusing on something else. Um, And so it's really the degree to which their function is is impaired. Um, So specific things we look at would be starting, you know, with the little ones getting kicked out of of preschool or kindergarten, Um, issues with behavior on the bus that are threatening to get them removed from the bus, Um, starting to see decreasing grades um, or inability to learn what we would expect them to be able to learn. And that doesn't sound like me, so maybe maybe I was free of that particular diagnosis back in the day. You mentioned several different symptoms that could crop up. Are there other mental health or developmental problems that that might be associated with this behavior? There are other mental health or developmental problems that actually can look just like ADHD as well, Um, which is one of the reasons it's important not to just label every kid who's hyperactive or impulsive or has trouble with attention as having ADHD. Um, Things like learning disorders can look like ADHD. Um, Things like um, anxiety or depression can absolutely look like ADHD in in children. And difficulty with vision or hearing can look like ADHD. It's hard to pay attention or learn when you can't hear or you can't see. Um, And then we also know that along with ADHD, we tend to see a lot of other um, kind of behavioral or developmental problems. Um, Kids who have family stress can look like ADHD, and often those symptoms are worse when we have family stress, stressors at home, things like that, lack of sleep, can look like ADHD and also make those symptoms much worse. Um, And then for some kids, either they're inappropriately placed in schools um, or we have unrealistic expectations of them based on their age and where we think they should be. So this definitely sounds like something where self-diagnosis is not recommended. Can you walk us through the process of how you make a diagnosis? Yes, absolutely. Um, And there's some pretty, through the American Academy of Pediatrics, there's some pretty standard guidelines in terms of diagnosing ADHD. So it is a clinical diagnosis. There's no lab tests that we do. There's no imaging that we do. Um, We bring a patient in, and um, the most important information is kind of their history and what's going on. Um, And we like to hear it from multiple sources. So patients who, um, children who have these symptoms in just one setting, it tends to be not, tends tends not to be ADHD, um, as that's kind of something that we see across multiple settings. So the parents will come in, explain their concerns, sometimes on their own initiative, sometimes at the prompting of the schools or teachers. 
Um, we will then kind of document what behaviors they have that are concerning related to problems with attention, problems with hyperactivity, and problems with being impulsive. Um, and then to what degree those affect their function. And then typically the parent will be sent home um, with some forms that have standardized questions that ask about these symptoms as well as things that could be ADHD, look like ADHD but are not. Um, and so we have family members or caregivers fill forms out. We also have teachers fill forms out because we want to see what, what the, they're seeing in the school related to these behaviors. Um, and there's a long list of them on these forms. When the family comes back and we have information from them and from the teachers, we can then look. And if the kids tend to have um, a certain number of these main criteria um, in, in either the category of difficulty with paying attention or difficulty with being hyperactive or impulsive, and it's affecting their ability to learn or function, then that's what um, would make us lean towards a diagnosis of ADHD. Um, assuming that we've ruled out any of these other or considered some of these other things like a learning disorder, um, anxiety, and depression, which you certainly can have together with ADHD, but also could be the explanation alone. That's, that's very helpful. What about treatment? Medication only? Therapies? What can we do? So the AAP recommends kind of the first line um, treatment in any kid over about six um, is especially if their function is considerably affected is medication and we have a couple different um, types of medication the most commonly used is a stimulant um, people will have heard of things like ritalin um, focalin adderall vivance those are kind of some examples there are two main classes of stimulants um, as well as some non-stimulants that are kind of second line use in children um, for the very young children, the four and five-year-olds, behavioral therapy is actually the first, um, what we recommend first to get started. And you can work with families as well as um, even with teachers in terms of what, how can we manage this child's behavior and redirect them and keep them focused. Um, once we get to the older kids, we know that the medications work really, really well once you've found the right medicine and the right dose. Um, and behavioral therapy is recommended as well because it can help the children develop some of those skills to overcome the impulsiveness that's associated with the hyperactivity or not paying attention. And once a child is on medications, is this a condition that can be cured or is this something that is managed forever? So we look at ADHD, um, it's a, a change in the brain. Um, and so the, the brain patterns and the way the brain works. Um, so if we look at it as a lifelong chronic condition. Now that doesn't mean that you're on medicine for the rest of your life necessarily. Many kids within a few years can come off of medication as their brain develops and they develop the capacity to overcome those impulses of let me look away, let me be distracted, get out of my chair and not learn. Um, there are many children at, that, at the same time that we do continue medication through school, um, whether that be high school and college. Some by the time they get to college and it's things they're interested in need less help with overcoming those impulses to be distracted or to not pay attention. Um, and then for some people, in order to function well within their jobs, do need to be on a medication. Um, by the same token, there are some people who can go into a field of work or a job that's really exciting and stimulating for them, and in fact, the way that their brain functions is an asset, and they actually don't require medication because they're in an area where um, they don't have the need to constantly be distracted or, or you know, kind of not paying attention because they're constantly engaged. Great information, doctor. Thank you. Thanks once again to Dr. Shireen Alavian, a pediatrician with Wake Med Children's in Raleigh, North Carolina.
And thanks for checking out this episode of Wake Med Voices. Head to wakemed.org slash children's to get connected with Dr. Alavian or another provider. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it on all your social media channels. And be sure to check the entire library of past episodes for topics that might interest you. 